welcome back listeners so good to have you with me through the end of 2020 uh, as far as the Georgian calendar is concerned anyway um, which is actually interesting because I found out recently that it's it's kind of off for us to follow that calendar I'll explain more in a minute but the purpose of this episode is to share a few of the lessons that came up for me this year uh, and ways that I feel are really concrete in moving us towards this blissful lifestyle, uh, physically, mentally, and energetically. So the essence of the, the Georgian calendar is that it is numerically challenging to our, our seasons and to our uh, astrological seasons, which is, is one of the, the amazing things that I, I really got into this year is understanding astrology and how the, the planetary poles have different alignments and energies based upon where they are in the sky at different times. And it, it actually makes a lot of sense when, when you really look at it. It's like the, the change of the weather obviously affects us as, as people, as organisms within that environment. And the planet's shifting is just a, a much bigger scale of that. Um, when we think about the Georgian calendar, it goes month by month, but not necessarily, it's, it's almost lined up, but not quite with the moon cycle, right? So the moon cycles around once every, I think it's 28 days or so. And so that's, that's a bit more of a concrete cycle to, to follow for us as humans, which is just a complete side note, but I thought it was interesting to share. Um, I want to give you some tips first physically. So physically, there's, there's, I mean, bliss can happen physically anytime that there's awareness, right? It's not necessarily this posture, this pose that we we need to be in that's going to create bliss. Although some do help create specific emotions, um, but Someone like Joseph Campbell would say any emotion fully felt is bliss. And so, you know, putting our arms up or dancing ecstatically or making ourselves big are really great ways to feel some of that, those higher vibrational emotions like joy or uh, ecstasy or um, happiness, all of these sorts of things. But the essence of of how to move physically towards bliss for me is simply awareness is is looking in and feeling in and paying attention to like how am i physically so much of the time when i meet with someone instead of saying how are you doing you know and you get the answer oh yeah i'm good or yeah fine or whatever they answer i'll often ask how is your body feeling And there's this beautiful thing that happens right after I ask that question. People stop and check in with themselves. Sometimes they'll adjust their posture. Sometimes they'll take a stretch and really just feel in. And that moment, in that moment, when we just surround ourselves with awareness of how is my body really doing? What, what does it really need right now? That to me is bliss. And the more that we can check in physically into 
our physical bodies, but also, you know, our, our physical environment. What, what is around us? What is shaping this physical body? Am I stepping onto a yoga mat when I step out of bed each morning? Or am I kind of, you know, pushing away some of the, the chip bowls that, that I had while watching a movie from last night? That is going to have an immediate effect on what I do, right? And, and so our physical body has the power to shape our outside world. But our outside world is also shaping us. So it's, it's not even a, a cause and effect. It's, it's really this beautiful symbiotic relationship that's happening. Um, so some really beautiful things to do is surround yourself with, you know, beautiful visual cues, things like plants or uh, gems or stones, or uh, I've got a, a, a globe, a, a few globes actually in my room, um, a really light, beautiful blue color some artwork, uh, having a notebook on my desk, not, not just a laptop and, and just giving myself that, that cue, that visual reminder to, to write, to journal, to, to put my thoughts into the physical world. There are so many different ways that our environment can, can shape us, but you know, really what I love for you to think about as a listener is how is my environment shaping me? Is there is there some maybe weights that I can leave out in a place that I'm just going to walk by very often? Is there a chin-up bar that I can hang in a doorway? Um, that, that yoga mat beside the bed. All these different things start to start to shape us. Is there an opportunity to get outside more? That is is one of the biggest things because our natural environment, which is the outdoors, it's not until very recently when, you know, Americans spend 95% of their time indoors now, which is just insane. We, we as humans, we're not built around the, the indoors. We are used to sunlight and fresh air and having to adapt our bodies to the cold and to the heat and to the snow and the rain and this desert sands and all the different things. So really, you know, we, we can live in the, these comfortable new age lifestyles that, that are very luxurious inside, but, but do we want to? Do, do, is that what we are aiming for within our life? Do we want to have comfort, ultimate, ultimate comfort? Um, or do we want to create adaptations? Do we want to take ourselves slightly out of comfort to allow for our body to start to create these adaptations that are going to benefit us? Something like, you know, jumping in, in a cold bath or a cold shower, ice bath, um, or, or going on a run when it's like really hot outside. You know, our body has this amazing, brilliant power to come back to homeostasis. So it'll sweat when you get too hot. It'll actually heat itself up and, and circulate the blood to, to all the important parts of your body when you jump into the cold. There, there's so many comforts in this world, but we don't have to become victim to these comforts. And and it's, it's very easy to fall into. So just pay attention to what is available to my physical environment that is going to benefit me to really step forward in life? 
I think that's all I want to say about physical. I'd love to jump into some mental aspects, which are very much related. Our physical world shapes our mental world, shapes our physical world. So just know that the the, the two are interrelated, uh, but there is this definitive idea of, of thoughts and of mind. And in that, we can really start to pay attention to what am I filling my mind up with? One thing for me that has really stood out is that in the same way that our body needs to work to be maintained, our mind needs to work to be maintained or needs to not necessarily work, but it needs to, to practice. So really paying attention to, am I just letting my mind become victim to its circumstances or to what is around? Am I just taking input and just holding on to all of that? Or am I able to use that mind to create, right? Am I able to use that mind to express outward? By the way, we're all creative. We're all artists on some level, some way, shape, or form. I thought I was the least creative person, period. And it's been a journey over probably the past two years, more so the past year, on on exploring different ways to create. And maybe that's just putting pen to paper. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's starting a podcast. Maybe it's in conversation. You can get really creative in conversation, which is a, a beautiful tool for the mind and for just communicating uh, and connecting to, to human experience. But for mental maintenance, it's really tough to not get swept away by the vast array of information that is being bombarded on our psyche. We have unlimited amounts of information and our human brain is really powerful in the way that it's got a big prefrontal cortex, but it's not so powerful like a computer where it can take in abundant amounts of information at a rapid speed. Our brain was developed to really take care of the simple things, right? So our brain was developed to understand things like how to get to work or or how to get to uh, the hunting grounds or hunting fields. I'm obviously not a hunter by my lingo, but how to go out and hunt is is what I'm I'm trying to say. And and understanding, you know, the path it takes for us to get there, and then how to understand how to say track an animal, how to understand how to um, be be really quiet, be really still, and sneak up on an animal, how to how to attack it and kill it. Like these are really basic primal things. And then maybe we find that the next day that there's actually a better way to do it or there's a better route and we might make one small tiny adjustment and that might be the only decision that we had to make all day. 
Now think about today. Think about how many decisions that you have to make. Think about how many decisions that you don't even get to make, that your your mind is just randomly picking and, and assigning things to. Or rather, your mind is, is being persuaded to pay attention to. Things like notifications on your phone. Things like email. Things like belonging in a social community. Things like the pressure of being healthy. Things like a high stress level job. Things like family life. Things like avoiding a coronavirus. Things like just managing your emotions. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. And we are so brilliant. We have so much bandwidth within our brains, but it also has a limit. So just paying attention to what you are giving your attention to. And there was a thing that came out a few years ago, an an actual diagnosis, and it's fear of missing out. I want to propose a flip side to that and give you a idea that I work with and it's fear of too much information. (laughs) And so when our brain gets super bombarded with all of these things, we, we don't have the capacity to handle it. So we shut down and, and, and that seems scary for us as humans, right? We don't want to be shut down humans. We want to be social. We want to be uh, presented as strong and, and independent and emotionally resilient and all the things. But the truth is, it's like we, we can't handle all of the things all at once. So my philosophy goes like this. Understand the big things. Understand the big things. Understand what matters. It's really beautiful to understand, philosophize things, but not get caught down the rabbit hole of them. Really just understanding them at a macro level and letting that create belief systems that will guide your thoughts, guide your decisions, and guide your mind on a subconscious level. One where we don't have to put much conscious thought into. So understand, create really beautiful beliefs that are aligned with your values, and then don't worry about overthinking things because your your beliefs are running 95% of the decisions that you make anyway. And so if we can just have that base level established and really get clear on, on what that is, what our beliefs are, we can move through life with a whole lot more ease and grace and dedicate that other 5% of conscious thought and decision-making to what really matters to us. Maybe to experiencing joy or to going out of your way for doing something really nice for, for someone. You know, we don't have to get so caught up in it. And so, <laughs> big... 
part of my process this year was trying to fill up. And I think a lot of people were, were you know, on the, the book train or on the podcast train or taking online courses this year. Everyone had so much time off, so it makes a lot of sense and it's really great. But if we just fill ourselves up with information, our, our logic mind and our conscious mind understands it, but it's, it's a very small part of our, our process of moving through life. So it's okay to, to not know everything. And in fact, we never, ever will know everything, ever, no matter how hard we try. So, so let some of that stuff go. Just really focus on, on what matters to you. And so that's the mental side of things. I want to speak about the energetics and how to energetically move a little bit closer to bliss. Now, like physical and mental, energetic is affected by by both of those as well, and it affects both of them. So this trifecta, if you will, uh, each part affects the whole, physical, mental, and energetic. And if you change any two parts, you affect the third. So if I change myself physically and mentally, energetically, I'm going to change. Likewise, if I change my energy and my mentality physically, I'm going to experience change, so on and so forth. So when we talk about energy, there's so many different realms to to which this can mean, because everything is energy. And we can even measure things like our thoughts. We can measure things like matter or physical objects. You know, it's just slower moving energy really beautiful conversation with an old friend was was talking to me about chiropractic work and she was a, a energetic worker and she said yeah chiropractors are are doing energy work as well they're just working with slower moving energy so they they make uh, adjustments in our our vertebular spine um, so they're actually moving the vertebras of your spine to align them better and and that's the exact same thing that energy medicine or energy work is is working with as well it's it's this movement and realignment of energy so the things that are matter to us in the world are energy as well just slower moving energy whether it's your spine or a desk or a table or your headphones it is all energy we just throw a title on things that are matter because they, they really matter to us, right? Um, they are a way for us to label them. Uh, but things like love, love is an energy for sure. And you can, you can feel love. You know what love is. That's a real visceral feeling. You, you can experience love, but we can't see it. It's not, it doesn't seem like matter, but that too is energy. So just so we have a baseline understanding of you know what energy is. And one of the most intimate ways in which we communicate with energy is through our breath. So as far as tangible immediacy tools that you can use, your breath is the top creme de la creme of the the ways to affect your energy so i'm gonna release another podcast on breath work but um 
the basis of breath work is is moving that energy is understanding where we are experiencing a flow of energy and where we might not be where it might be a bit more dense or a bit more hesitant to move into so where we breathe determines different blood chemistry it determines what hormones are being released into your body through your endocrine system and what glands are being massaged there is a really common practice of breathing into your belly if you've experienced anxiety this is a really great tip that that maybe you've used before and the reason why that works is because we start to massage this cluster of neurons that sits just in front of our coccygeal spine and it releases this experience of groundedness of security of feeling safe and so that's one example but if you're someone who experiences say anxiety if that's an energy that that you're familiar with it would take a lot of mental capacity to continuously think about breathing into your belly because our breath is our gateway to the subconscious it can be conscious or it can be subconscious and it's the only system in our body that works that way and so the essence of what breath work is and again I'll, I'll do another podcast on this to expand a bit more but we can rewrite our subconscious breath pattern because if you're not consciously breathing into your belly you're going to revert back to a subconscious breath pattern and so we can actually use these breath patterns to see what people are experiencing and how people feel and what's going on for them another really common example of that is when you know someone feels or experiences a heartbreak that energy creates a shift in their shoulders to start to cave in and start to kind of protect their heart space and they'll stop breathing into their heart which is which is really symbolic but really um really real like we can we can see this we can see someone's heartbreak just based upon where they aren't breathing and so in breath work we rewrite that pattern we we let them know that it's safe to breathe back into those areas and we assist the breath into that area and that creates a heightened state of arousal all while being nurtured in a really safe space and so it allows the human nervous system which is just uh, clusters of neurons to signal that wait this is a safe pathway this is safe to be here and so we can actually heal heartbreaks energetically so those are just a few examples but paying attention to our breath. One other thing that I will say on breath work is paying attention to if you have a tendency to pause at the top or at the bottom of your breath. Breath holds can be useful, but if that's your subconscious pattern, there's there's something happening there. If you don't have a circular like breath where you're continuing to allow energy to flow through you, there's going to be a blockage. There's going to be a pause. And Again, this is one of these things that you can consciously put a lot of effort into and, and really slowly start to train yourself to, um, to to rewrite that breath pattern. 
or you can do some breath work. And there's amazing breath work practitioners out there, myself being one of them, that can rapidly repattern this. So we can do this in, in about an hour. But with all of these things, there's one thing that is really important is that consistency is key. Whether it's your physical body, environment, your mentality, the information that you're taking in, your breath pattern, or how you're feeling energetically, consistency is key. So if there is a practice that you plan on adopting for this year, for 2021, please stick with it. I hope you guys enjoyed this solo podcast. I've got a few more of those coming up in the weeks to come. We're also going to be doing some rebranding for the podcast. So listen for some uh, new sounding material. Uh, I've got some solo podcasts coming out on things like men's work, uh, self-identity, touch, masturbation, extremes, and intention. So look out for those in the coming new year. This has been an amazing year for the podcast and I am really grateful that the listeners continue to show up and continue to be curious and inquisitive within themselves. So thank you, listeners, and I look forward to sharing the next year with you. As always, if something from this stood out, please feel free to share it with a friend, a family member, or on your socials. I always, always appreciate the kind words that get spread through your shares. This podcast is alive because of you guys. So thank you from the bottom of my heart and happy New Year's.